The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Once upon a time, there was a quiet little village in the French countryside whose people believed in tranquility, tranquility. If you lived in this village, you understood what was expected of you. And if you happened to forget, someone would help remind you. And that's from the movie Chocolat. And if you feel like you're living in a village where you can't speak your own mind, you can't be yourself, you can't pursue your own goals because it's not what's done in that village, or maybe it's not a village, maybe it's in your home. It's not what's done with mom and dad. You can't pursue your own dreams. You can't pursue your own goals when mom and dad have different goals for you. How dare you even think that after all they've done for you? If you're trapped in that sort of a situation, think again. Definitely get the movie Chocolat, that's chocolate, Chocolat, and that may help you tease apart what you desperately need to tease apart in order to enjoy your life, which is understanding and recapturing that sense that this is your life to enjoy reasonably, rationally, 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 with responsibility, doesn't mean you shirk responsibility, without stepping on other people, not rebelling, but really, truly embracing your own life and enjoying it to the hilt. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show's The Rational Basis of Happiness, and I'm a clinical psychologist, and I want to turn to the phones now and welcome Kathy. Kathy, you're having some difficulty with your mom? Uh, actually, with my brother and sister, they're grown, and they live with my mom, which is like 77. Okay, she's 77. Yes, she's yeah. 77. Yeah. And my brother has been like, for, since he was in his late 20s, you know, kind of paranoid. He thinks the mob's out to get him, and he's never worked. Uh, you know, he's lived at home his whole life. And then my sister, after her divorce, we found out she's like that, too. She hears voices through the radio. She's delusional. She's very mean and hateful at times, you know. I mean, really mean to my mom. You yeah. know, calls her horrible, rude, nasty names. Give me one that's and okay for radio. Pardon me? Give me a rude, nasty name that's okay to hear on radio. I can't say that. Okay, okay. I, me- <laughs> I meant one that's okay for radio. But okay, so, yeah, go, continue. Okay. Um, anyways, I'm trying to get them some help, but they don't, if you try to talk to them about, you know, what, what they're dealing with and stuff, they get really mad and angry at you, and there's nothing wrong with them, and it's, you know, we're all the ones that's crazy, you know. <laughs> but we don't tell them they're crazy. We just say, you know, you need to talk to somebody and, you know, try to get them to seek some help because they're just wasting their life, you know. They're not doing anything. They're not working. They're just living at my mom's house and treating her really bad. And So they're biting the she, hand that feeds her them? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. And they're, they're in their what age, like 40s or 50s? Uh, my sister is almost 39, and my brother's... 53, I think. Yeah, and tell me a little bit about you. You're not like them, I take it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be calling. Exactly, and I have an older brother that's not like that. <laughs> you know, we both have our own lives, and we work, or, you know, we have kids, and, a, and well, I'm married. My husband, my brother's not. Yeah. Um, but they, I don't know, they just, they're... 
I don't know. I can't describe it. Okay. How, I don't know why they're like this. You know, I guess okay. my sister's been like this for a long time, and I just never saw it. Yeah. But I guess that's why her husband divorced her, because I do remember he says he can't take it anymore. Yeah. With her. And, and your brother's always been like this, too? He's been like this since he got out of the military. He spent two years from the time he was 18 to 21, I believe. In active combat? Yeah. He did. Okay. He may have, he may be, he may have something like post-traumatic stress disorder where he's numbing and he's just throwing his life away. Maybe he feels guilty for some killing he might have done if he was in active combat, or maybe he was severely traumatized. Here's, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Another possibility is that both of them had umpteen umpteen chances in life to turn their lives around. They're not dumb. They can tell the difference between someone who's productive and someone who's a moocher, who's a looter, you know, just living off mom. And people who typically make bad choices, one bad choice after another, to not move their lives in a happiness-producing direction, in a goal-focused direction with their own personal goals, become very resentful of anybody who who does achieve goals, who does achieve yeah. their happiness. That sounds so true because she hates me big time. Yeah, and the per- <laughs> and they they become envious, and it's very subtle. They do, they get very they do put up that wall of anger if you try to reach out to them or um, face them with their own contradictions or show them what choices they have. They know what choices they have. Yeah, they're not they're not. Uh, they still have minds. They still can ask mom for for money or uh, live under oh, her yeah. roof. So when people when people have a lot of self contempt and they haven't made themselves into people that they feel proud of, they can either start turning that around little by little, or they can throw their lives away. In which case, they will not like people who are on the happiness premise. Uh-huh. And they will bite the hand that feeds them because they re- they both need the person that's feeding them, like the welfare state. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> I work with welfare clients, and they need the people who are the producers, the thinkers, the ambitious people, the the people who are inventors. And yet they bite the hand that feeds them. They don't yeah. thank them. They they become entitled. That whole word entitled comes from that. Yeah. So what can you do? you can periodically appeal to self-interest. If they shut you down, keep your eyes wide open and notice how they shut you down. What they say, you can even review, figuring out what have they done in the past and see if they're open to reason. If they're not open to reason, you can see if you can get mom some help if she's decent. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, go ahead. That's what she she like cries to me and she's like, I don't know what to do. I've tried to. To get them help, they don't want help. Um, you cannot they get force mad at me. Yeah, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, she's even had to call the police on my sister before because she got rough with my mom. Is she, what did she do said, to well, your mom? We can prosecute her. You know, yeah. we'll arrest her. Yeah, but you you have to you know follow through. And she, mom didn't want to press charges. Okay, here so, can mom kick them out? She won't because okay. she doesn't want her babies living on the street with no place to live. So they're they're appealing to pity and guilt and duty with your mom. And you cannot force your brother or your sister, unless they cross a line and you you get the police involved, then you can evict them. 
with your mother, typically mothers that have, a lot of times mothers that have kids who are wayward kids, regardless of the age, whether they've turned uh-huh. to drugs or alcohol or just mooching, it's very hard. Mothers feel so responsible, even if they uh-huh. did nothing, that it's hard for them to let go. So your mother can be in a lot of pain, but you can't force your mother's mind either. But you can encourage her, maybe ma- you can encourage her to get some help, some therapy. So, yeah. And I would recommend cognitive therapy. You can go to my website, drkenner.com. Um, I have a link to a cognitive therapy website or academyofct.org, cognitivetherapy.org. Okay. And okay. You, you can't force a mind. And I would recommend the book, my favorite book, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Because Atlas Shrugged? Shrugged. It's, it, think, of, think of your mother or you carrying your brother and your sister on your shoulders, like Atlas uh-huh. okay. carrying the world on his shoulders. And what uh-huh. do you want to do? They keep bearing down. The more that you give them, the more they, they push down on your shoulders. What do you want to do? You want to sh- <laughs> Yeah, you want to shrug. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. So the book is fabulous. It, it turned many people's lives around, including my own. She gives you a rational, moral philosophy. Um, okay. the, what I would focus your time on, though, is your kids. What is possible? Your, your older brother, the joyous relationship with him. Focus on the good in life because that is something, Kathy, that you do have control over. That's true. And then yeah. recognize the nature that you cannot force your brother or your sister's mind or your mother's mind, but you can live your life. You can reach out to them and then live your life joyously. Listen, thank you so much for the call. Thank you so much for your help. Oh, you're welcome. And coming up, we have a parenting coach. What's a, what's a parenting coach? Her name is Cornelia Lakic. And if in private moments in your own life, you, you're thinking... You know, why did I ever have kids? Was I crazy or something? I wanted them so badly, and now they're driving me nuts. I feel helpless. I feel out of control, and they're only, let's say, my my kids are only two and three years old or five and seven years old. How do you turn that around? Dr. Uh, Cornelia Lockage says, too many parents wait for their home, home life to be in crisis before they take action. Stay tuned and you can hear her advice. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Love is neither sacrifice nor exploitation. It's a relationship in which both parties are happy because they both get the rational things they want. You may be thinking, okay, fine, but it's impossible for both partners to be happy if each one does every single thing he or she wants all the time. Well, that depends upon what you mean by every single thing. For example, one should properly eliminate bad habits, such as being chronically late, failing to shower regularly, leaving smelly clothing and mold-covered dishes scattered about living for booze, etc. Why? Because these are not rational values. People cannot rationally want to be irresponsible or a slob. Just try imagining the romantic lives of those who don't value themselves or don't value being responsible. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.